Welcome, 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 one and all, to the Graveyard Crew Podcast. My name's Mike. I'm co-hosting this podcast with, or Mike, a.k.a. Pooter Smoker. I do this every week, and I mess it up every time. <laughs> Saber, why don't you do it this time? Professional here, everybody. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Graveyard Crew Podcast, your home for late-night gaming. And do we got some gaming to talk about tonight? Uh, first off, I am SaberX7, also known as Kevin around here. Uh, to, let's see here, on Pooters is to my, well, technically it's still to my left, is we have Joshua, and then, of course, right below is our beautiful host, Pooter Smoker. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> today, released was the creator DLC for Arma 3, the SOG Prairie Fire, and as well today, we'll be talking about this high-heated case between Epic and Apple. But first off... Yes. Let's get to some gameplay footage and talk about uh, Pooter's first-hand experience with this amazing DLC. But first, we got yes. the trailer. So, so to, to preface, I've been very excited by this DLC. This is uh, SOG Prairie Fire. It's a DLC based in the Vietnam War for Arma 3. Uh, we'll watch this video real quick, and then we will talk May, about the game. The French defeat at Dien Bien Phu signals the end of French Indochina. Vietnam is divided into North and South. North Vietnamese forces soon begin infiltrating South Vietnam. The level of detail that went into In neutral Laos and Cambodia, the NDA builds 16,000 miles of concealed logistics routes. This is this is a passion project that became a real thing. This wasn't something that they they started this with no intention, as from my understanding, with no intention of making money. The Ho Chi Minh. This is, by the way, made by Savage it, Game Design, a rookie. It's a new game design one group. One of the bloodiest wars in Born by former SOG operatives. It's pretty neat. 1968. Yeah. It's it's half a million U.S. troops uh, from what are now I deployed saw, in Vietnam. I haven't gone to play with An elite unit is formed to target the. Host. And by the it way, I, as to the best of my knowledge, they have no affiliation to Savage Actual, the duo on YouTube. Yeah, and territory. from what I saw and from what I what I watched, the, where small this uh, looks so realistic uh, if you know anything about Mac V. Sog, I know a lot about Mac V. Sog. I love the Vietnam this War as a history topic. This and part this right here actually was story. Kind of really true. Um, um, it shows you the, we had to move slowly. the dedication and sacrifice these, these guys specifically, had to listen I mean, despite to the, the rest of the military, had to make a key part of our survival in, in this war. The NVA were, were everywhere. It the was, trackers, they're trying to find us. We ran classified missions, planning sensors, were, mining trails. This is this is so neat. Tapping phone lines yeah. and snatching um, for So it's a this is, I guess, a true story. Well, the like what it's supposed to be is a NBA you know, all around. Like it's it's a, it's a campaign they based on a true John. story, I believe. Yes, sir. I, that's what I'm gathering contact. from here. Exactly yeah. what it is. And to be honest, even if it wasn't these. This type of uh, scenario no happened chances. so much the last time that teamwork even if it wasn't a true story, you'd be able to believe it. That kept us alive. That's how crazy these things are. So, this 
being Arma is it's massive. I I got in a helicopter and flew around the map today, and I saw Way City and Danang and Saigon. Like it's it's a large map. It integrates some of the more popular community mods like Ace Movement and uh, whatnot, from my understanding. That brought in every year uh, miles around. And they had to design all these vehicles as well. These oh, weren't yeah. existing assets for Arma. See, that's a good F4 fan. Most, at most everything that you're seeing right now is something they had to make. These assets didn't exist. Um, like a, some of the fo the trees and stuff that does exist. They have a tropical map for Arma. Like these vehicles and the weapons and stuff. They these are not weapons in Arma. Um. By the way, miniguns, just a little bit of fun. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that one out there. Miniguns happen to be a blast. Uh, um, that's, uh, so, in, so, to, to so everything you're seeing in this trailer, by the way, is something you will be able to do. You're not seeing something. That's The, the scale of Arma is pretty awesome because a lot of people don't know or understand Arma. They're not showing you... Oh, there's jets and helicopters, and you you can see all this. You they're showing this because these are things in the game for you to use. And Freaking napalm strike! Oh my gosh! I love the smell <laughs> of napalm in the morning, and just wipes them out. That's. I have. So, so, yeah. Uh, I'm going to just throw on Operator Drewski's video in the background um, with the sound off, so we can talk over it. It's just gonna be like for gameplay purposes to have i i for, failed to record my gameplay earlier while i and I, what i wanted to talk about is i did the two scenarios which you be um an american on a patrol and then you are a north vietnamese protecting a village Ooh. and i played both of them up until the point that i died so i didn't finish either of them mm -hmm. and then i also like played around with the assets like the the weapons and tanks and stuff um it's very good, but it, you can t I can tell, like all other ARMA missions, or like most community missions, it's designed for you to play with a, with friends. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, is that a snake on the, the left? core yeah. game, the, the base game, is a good experience alone. It's a very good experience alone. And the AI... I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a setting I was on that I had checked or something. Um, but the AI was very not there. And, like, you can't command him all that well. So it's one of those things that playing this alone might not be the best experience. I'm going to put that one out there. That's my, my initial impression. I don't want to start playing the campaign alone. Maybe it's a better scripted event. Like, maybe there's better, more scripted events there playing alone. It's a strong possibility. Um, um, like, that's the thing, too, like, uh, with, with Arma communities, too, and doing Arma mods. A lot of them, they're designed for grand-scale events with large community members. And right, and there's, I mean, there's a few of them that you can run with, like, uh, you know, with a, you know, with a small group. 
you know, you can design ones to be run with a small group. And that's as well, assuming maybe you have the option to do with this one. I'm, I haven't looked too much into it or anything else like that, but I would assume that you have the ability to kind of script you, your own. You event. have a scenario editor. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is good. That's a staple so, of Arma. You, yeah. you've got like, so, so you'll I, be able to use all these assets for community events and stuff, which and quite, is something that I do want to talk about. And quite honestly, that, <laughs> yeah, that, so, that's, um, that'd be more than enough for me, honestly. Like if we, I mean, if we can start out with just doing these small scripted events and get more people to join, we'll eventually be able to enjoy the a campaign to the scale with other people. Yeah, like this, like a small magazine you saw, like this is only 14 players. Uh, and I believe you can add more on scenario editor. I've, I've never, I have played Arma. I have never gotten to play a scenario because each time I've, I had joined a group, they were only available on weekends. I can only, I was not going to play because I, I had to work. Right. So I had the interest in the game and the, it got to the point where I don't even want to play it anymore due to the fact that it took so much space. And I had no time, and no one. I had no time to play it, and I believe I've had Arma for for two years now. I've bought all the DLCs for it. I was like, oh, I'll get around to playing it eventually. Never played it once. See, I, I actually have been back into sim games, as you all know. Um, I've been playing sim games, specifically flight sims. Guys, maybe yeah. I, I might be our pilot. I think that That's might fine. be the thing. Like, I would be perfectly happy running a gunship. Like, that would be a blast. But you, you like I do the... want to start with the Graveyard Crew because I, I love Squad. I love that. But I don't like how the community for Squad can get sometimes. The game's fantastic. I want to play it again more. But also, I don't want to deal with the Squad players. That, and honestly, that's... And that's what I want out of Arma. Yeah, is like, you get to you get to run these scenarios and run with a group of people you like rather than get thrown on a team with 40 people that you don't want to talk to or are just complete assholes or whatever the case may be like you've got a, you can kind of kick people out as need to be kicked out with arma and that's what i used to love about arma is i i played with a group for arma 3 we put in a bunch of hours together you know i used to play every friday yeah, and um, well, that is the cool thing, especially about Vietnam. Uh, now, now with this scenario here that, that we're watching, it's it's a little bit more based off the the Special Forces mission. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what MACV SOG is, I'm going to give you a quick, brief history lesson. They are the precursor to what we have for uh, our Special Forces today, uh, JSOC, Joint Special Operations Command. They they started everything from scratch. They had no they had resources, but they didn't have the resources like they have now. They were given basically suicide missions, and their training was thought of on the spot. So they were you were asked to join MacVSOG because you were good, and the chances of you surviving was little to none. So whoever, the guys that came back uh, were, were specifically trained for this jungle warfare, they ended up uh, creating the training that we got now, specifically Green Beret training, uh, which we had developed that we're developing. But this became Green Berets, uh, who trained it to train uh, Vietnamese guerrillas. Uh, the Navy SEAL training that came out of this was exceptionally much more well done. That blood into what we have today. This is definitely um, what you consider as like the you know the this is the, the granddaddy. 
This is this is the grandfather of special operations, yeah. really, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like, but uh, uh, of what we know for our special forces, like yeah. we had some of it in World War II. We had some in Korea, but not to the scale and not to the this this tactics. Was, this so, like, is the th- this test. Is, this is the test of our special operations uh, command. Uh, I think it's. I can't remember what MAC is, but I know SOG is Special Operations Group Vietnam. That's the only reason why we don't have it today. It's JSOC, which is Joint Special Operations Command. But it, uh, with these guys, when when they when they were put in combat, or if you ever even meet one of these guys, they, you can tell their presence, and they are fucking phenomenal people. Uh, like you go, they'll go into a mission. Expecting not to survive, and then they'll come out bloody, beaten up, shot, whatever, and be ready to go for the next one. So I want to take a moment and talk about how creeping all grouped up like that against a rock face. I'm watching this this video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's bothering me. <laughs> it's really bothering me. Um, yeah. But no, the, the, the special operations group, like this whole era it's really like the grandfathers of modern special forces. This is, it it is, their job was to infiltrate and destroy the Ho Chi Minh Trail effectively, was to stop the the Vietnamese supply lines. Um, Well, you know. They they tried. We know the the history of that. Uh, It's no joke. You know, why is this? RPK not have a front sight. So that's different now. There's a front sight on the RPK. Um, it's an RPD. This is a month prior this is to old. release. This is old, yeah. Yeah, this is a month uh, prior also to release. This, this is a cool one, too. And if anybody hasn't seen this video, I highly suggest you guys go check it out. Operator Drewski. Yeah. And he's playing with the dev team and also an SOG operative that was here in the, in this in this battle. In this mission, yeah. So he he was there, and he was just throughout the mission. He was like, "Yeah, this is we we would go through this uh, slowly. We'll do something like this." And at the end of the mission, he's like, he was actually complaining about his uh, screen size. He's like, "You know, this game is looks good, guys. Uh, just despite the fact that my fucking my monitor is only twenty four inches, I would put this on a TV and play this." Uh, th- <laughs> I don't think I can play arm on a t- full size TV. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, but they're like the twenty four. Uh, that would be easy. miserable. Yeah, no, but no. Thing... It, this game is detailed. This is the most detailed I've ever seen Arma, and it's this not is... that it looks graphically different, but it's it's just living. Like yeah, the the entire map that I've seen is like living and breathing, and it, every part of this map feels like it was touched by it. It had human intervention. Yeah, there's this... nowhere that I feel like they were just like randomly generate this map. You know, because like the basic this... armor map is a very open kind of like it's hilly, but it doesn't have much foliage to it. It's a little grassy. It's a very bland, bland world. And this Vietnam map is looks fantastic. Like there's and, plenty, uh, there's a lot. And like this, it's not saying this is the first nom <clears throat> uh, mod to the game. There's been playing different, mo- you know, mod noms to the nom mods to the game. Vietnam mods. For yeah. Arma, for yes. Arma, but this is first of all the first one that's licensed by Arma and part of the Creator DLC bundle, part of their the Creator one of their DLCs. Creator, yeah. yeah. Um, so the thing that I think is the most impressive part about this 
is how big the map is. Um, should I just boot the game and show you guys? Like, uh, you, you I, can. Um, it'd be it a little bit more interesting because this only shows us the scenario. It doesn't show us this the the scale of the map. So this. Um, yeah, no, you're right. This does only show this like scenario. I think that it'd be important that you guys see the. Uh... Yeah, it, it like if you if you look around because how what people don't understand about Vietnam is that it was such just like how every other battlefield. There's in Vietnam alone, there is different battlefields. They you have from the trailer oh, of the Brownwater Navy. This is another thing that I wanted to talk about. Mike Force is an online mode, and guys, we are. We're playing this. I just want you to know, you don't have a choice. We're playing this one. So, Sog Prairie Fire released today, which is the latest community DLC What's for this? all the three that focuses that on the a, Vietnam War. We're looking at M60. It is by far the largest CDLC. Uh, so it's a, it's a, a M1. It's, it's mounted. And missions that are all super oh, it's like that. Now, I could go it's on M60. and on about everything in Prairie Fire. Oh, they This might be old. That comes with the what DLC. is going on? So what exactly is Mike Force? Well, let me. No, that looks like it's the mod. Mike Force is like no, it's not. It's got M60. Look at that rear belt feeder. That's M60. The objective is to take over all enemy bases on the map. It looks funky. I didn't pick that up. The barrel looks like a mod, dude. But now look at the the belt feeding. You know the rear receiver. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Once that's not a belt. That's not a. Or even when that's not a mounted M60. That is a counterattack. So it's got it's got a handle carry on it too. Hey, uh, so this mode, real quick, before we nitpick the weapons, we'll go in and look. But this mode, creating bases in the area. To hold we you have to make FOBs and hold them, and and they spawn infantry, and it creates. Approaches the situation. Um, it's like the liberation mode. That have different roles. Nice. And it creates different. Four teams. Got a handover hill here. The first is yeah, kind of. Which are the regular infantry. Their uh, job is to attack, clear, and hold. I wonder if you. I wonder ground. if you can control the brown Next water navy ACAP, ships. Though those those have been an interest of mine forever. They are forever. the engineers and truck drivers who build the fobs and deliver supplies along the roads. What's now remember, um, he's not having front sight posts in this game. In this, I have no idea. I used the RPD today, or RP, oh yeah, RPD, and I had a front sight. I, I think this is old footage. Going to go into more detail uh, look, it's May 6, 2021, so it's today. Well, I mean, John was a month ago, and he uploaded it today. Maybe. maybe? Oh, well, the amount of customization you could put on a weapon as well for oh, armor, maybe the they just took it off. This is, uh, this is just going to go over all the weapons. This guy's channel, actually. This is Viper10. So I think that they had a bunch of, like, community members that will already had access to the game um you know like content creators so that they could have a video ready you know what i mean yeah they they had video ready and then they just release it is that a um, Ooh, that's a python yeah that's a python right there 357. it's pretty cool it's fun to use i was i was messing around with it earlier that's the snubnose yeah. python that's the stem that's the snubnose 38 though mm -hmm. yep uh is that 38 and yes, it is. It, it's a 30, they call it, they call it a 38 revolver. Oh, um, so the the weapons I got to use, 1911 is like the the World War II ender, you know, like that's the gun that won World War II effectively. Uh, so uh, we don't World need War to really discuss, World War II, Korea, we don't, Vietnam. Yeah, we don't need we don't need to discuss the the 1911. We all are already fully aware of how badass that handgun is. I 
I well, here's the thing. I was I was watching a video and someone posted something about the 1911, and he said, "Oh, look at that! Your granddaddy's piece of shit 1911." I was like, "What the fuck did you just say about my 45?" No, they're they're pieces of shit. Honestly, like unless yeah. you spend a lot of money, it's a piece of shit handgun. Yeah. Um, so this is the Mark Mark II. It's an or Mark 22, something like that. It's oh, it's cool. It's unique. I hate, I hate I hate the pistols in this era. I hate them. I'll be honest with you. Oh, well, it was there. A lot of them were built for CIA operations too. So here you go, though, baby. The M1 carbine. carbine, the the gun that didn't die until this era. I mean, realistically, a lot with this, the rifle it, grenades. This war is where a lot of World War II rifles finally freaking came out. Met their service fate. Yeah. Like yeah. They, uh, like, the M1 should have been the M2 by this time, that full auto, but it they had so many M1 carbines that they were like, we're going to keep using it. I mean, why not? It's, a, you know, easy gun to freaking maintain. It's cheap, and the ammunition's cheap. Well, not until they reached the jungle and kind of just fucked the gun up. Yeah. Like, that was the whole thing, was that these Wait, guns whoa, were getting... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, this is M2. That's, That's the M2. Yeah. Oh, it just switched to them. Okay, I didn't see the intro. Of that. Dude, dude, the yeah. reloads, the reloads look so good though. Like oh, all of yeah. the reload animations are very well taken care of. M1 Grand. No, oh, M14. M14. Uh, yeah, this gun was supposed to replace the M1 Grand in Korea, and did it. I want to know why the United States government was so hellbent on creating a gun with a 20 round magazine when the AK was was present with 30 rounds. Because uh, 20 20 is better, and we don't need 30 rounds. Only communists need 30 rounds. We're, only, we're still going to use 30 odd six ammunition. <laughs> so well, our our ammunition, was, our ammunition um, was better, even though it was the same. It's funny that you say 20 round mags. So in Vietnam, it was a thing. You only load 18 rounds in your mag, otherwise it jams. You yeah. can't like that's what was causing them 16 to jam was the the shitty springs. They talk about it, and the M16 is 20-round boxes with 18 rounds. It's pretty... It's a good little, like... Ew. Homage. Yep. Followers to the M3. Uh, yeah, no, that... The, those... The M16... That was such... That was such a poor weapon. I, it, it, it's phenomenal now, but it was such a poor weapon when it came out that... It, it was not it cost, ready for a jungle. It cost, no. it cost too many lives for, for it to be useful. The grease gun. Oh my gosh. I can't believe how long this thing saw service. Uh, this thing, I think, saw service until, until the 90s. It's if I'm not mistaken. Because it's dirt-ass cheap. <laughs> It costs nothing to produce one, and it you can nothing. fucking weld one in your backyard, allegedly. Yeah, it costs nothing to make, and it was super reliable. So what do you needed? Uh, These the are so much fun. The shotguns are a blast. I wonder if we're allowed to use a flamethrower. I don't see any. I well, I feel like what Behemoth is doing. I'm just thinking this to myself that freaking they're waiting for the new Unreal Engine to finally release, and then they're gonna make their new game finally. I'm just, yeah, I just need. I, I, I do need, they use the Unreal Engine? I think yeah. so. Bohemia makes their own engine. I'm fairly certain. Then what the uh, maybe Arma Two did, but who who knows? I haven't played Arma Three in a minute. And there it is, M16A1. M16, the famous M16. That that. Oh, oh, that's a nice. Uh, I always forget the Arma. Arma's game gunplay is very very. Uh, what's it so, called? It's, uh, it's unique. Yeah, it's yeah, unique. it's 
full auto. The gun would jam on full auto because it would be dirt and grime that would get into it because they said, ooh, this gun is equal to the AK, and it was not. But somehow they decided to continue on with this model for decades afterwards. Arma 3 uses Bohemia Interactive's real virtuality game engine. It's their own engine. Okay. Hey, with the grenade launcher on that one. Yeah, it's badass. Dead. You guys ready Dead to see the M16 finally come and the M16 platform to finally come out of service? Mm -hmm. No. Have you seen that new uh, rifle that they're been that they're uh, looking at? That they, yeah, that's gonna cost the government. What's up, million. half eaten? Welcome. Wait, wait, wait. Why, why are they using that uh, three, uh, three, the freaking uh, grenade launcher uh, model? Uh, I have no idea. The M203, I, that didn't make sense, does it? Well, it's... Let me see what the grenade launcher was at the time. Well, they they had the... They, the M16 and the grenade launchers had the custom dust cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's... That didn't have the custom dust cover. They had the regular dust cover oh, with a grenade no, launcher. That, attached that's, to one. that's that's right. Oh, it is? The XM148. Oh. Yeah. The... It's XM148. So... Uh, Half-Eaten, we're talking about that, actually. So this game is... I, I got to play around in it for about two hours. I'm waiting to play for with a group of friends. It's a lot more than a mod pack. Yeah, I uh, I'm going to say that this is a lot more than a good Vietnam mod pack. It's a very... Uh, I guess it's about 12 hours, according to... what I was watching Squitters today, and he said it's about a 12-hour story. So I'm curious to see it. Well, uh, Peter, if you're if you're on tomorrow, I'm downloading the game right now on my on one of my various hard drives. Uh, I'll be willing to play. Um, All right, I, I want to run it. Yeah, uh, I was all, the only thing was that I just see now that has a front sight. <laughs> of all the yeah. other ones that we've seen, that one has a front well, sight. I've, I've been so, willing to play. Yeah. Uh, half eaten. So people do play Arma for the campaign because this is a community-built campaign. So it's going to be, I think, closer to scenarios. Yeah, which is that interests me more than than fucking playing regular. Like the amount of Vietnam games we have does not hold up to what we should be getting. Great reloading Especially, animation, by the way. Oh, that was beautiful. That that was a good M60 reload. I wish we had more, but no one wants to talk about this war. Well, that brings me to a point. I was, th I was thinking about this in the shower. Like, how is the it's okay for a lot of game studios to make Vietnam into a video game, but everyone wants to flip their lid about freaking Fallujah if it's, if, when Vietnam is just as, if not more, controversial than Fallujah was? It's it's because the Fallujah is oh, more recent. That's what. We, that but, but the thing is, is that people aren't talking about Six Days in Fallujah for its recent, for it being recent. They're talking about it for it being a controversial war. But nobody, well, that, nobody flipped well, their lid. No, when I do think that it has something to do with it being recent. It, it's a, it's a lot more about recent because even, even World War Two, and Korea, uh, they don't make Korea war games, which I have no idea why the Korean War it's, itself is a. Fantastic history, but uh, World War Two took so long to become video games, oh, and we ended up develop developing video games at the time too. That no one wants to make them, and 
comparatively to those wars, no one made Vietnam because, well, Vietnam was controversial while World War Two was the was the greatest generation. So. Yeah, but but the thing is, no, it's not like anybody questioned. Like there wasn't even a question of a doubt when EA went and made Ooh, the, the back ten. When when it made Bad Company to Vietnam, nobody cared. Well, no, there wasn't any articles was... put out about it or anything like that. Oh, Peter. You're welcome. Um. So no, I I, I don't know. I think that this is an un. It's a new form of media. Video games are still very new. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, um, but like the thing with the Vietnam is like I would understand more people being like. Here, pause it right aggressive. here. Like uh, I would understand well, more. I, I would understand more people being war crimes. I want to be. I would understand more people being upset about a Vietnam video game. Well, when, I'm not letting you make that joke, Josh. When no, I'm making. I'm making a specific point. When people like, like, like the, like the, uh, like the massacre at uh, was it My Lai? Yeah, the, like, the My Lai massacre. Like, there's no such thing as that type of massacre happening in Iraq. I mean, there's been like, you know, instances it, of like, you know, of bad soldiers doing horrific things. Let's yes, not. Let's not. Let's yeah, not no, so the go whole, down well, that path. That's not what the, we're here to talk about. Well, thinking media-wise, though, uh, the reason why we do we get fantastic World War II films comparatively to Vietnam films is is this statement right here. Uh, Vietnam films are are made as anti-war films. They are fantastic in their own right, but comparatively to World War II films. They're sh showing off the great generations. They're not trying to go away from that anti. Do do I need to explain why? No. It's we should not have been in Vietnam at all, I even know. a little bit. We all yeah, know. I, we all, we like, all know that. We all know that. I but understand. like there, well, and I disagree a hundred percent with it being an anti-war movie. Of course, it's an anti-war movie. Saving Private Ryan is a fucking anti-war movie. If there ever was one, you yeah. know, like it, it it's. I don't agree. With, I'm no, gonna let but, you finish, but I but, want you but, to know I don't agree with you at all. No, I, I I understand. I'm not. What I'm trying to say is, comparatively to video games, World War Two, where we were shown the the greatness of World War Two, we were only shown anti-war films for Vietnam, which ended up leading to people not wanting to play video games of it, even though it had such a great uh, history and people wanted to see it as it was, even if it was anti-war or not. I, I want to see it not I, for the anti-war. Like, I want to see it for what it was. I understand what you're. Getting your, I understand. I understand where your point is at with the Josh. Uh, like, like there was movies literally being made about World War Two during World War Two. You know, yeah, and, and it was about, propaganda about to, pro to it was popularizing, and then post that there were movies being made about World War Two that were in terms of heroic. Like there was the Longest Day, or there was also the uh, the um, uh, a bridge too far. Um, uh, the, 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 uh, the bridge on the river Gwai, uh, there's, heck, there's Baker's Dozen, there's a, there's a, uh, Baker's Dozen, I think is the movie called with Clint, East, with Clint Eastwood, um, like, there's a lot well, of, what? The, there's a, there's, there's a lot of movies, there's basically, there's a lot of movies before Saving Private Ryan that glorified World War Two. There was never ever a movie made that glorified Vietnam. Uh, and bridge, bridge on the uh, not bridge over the uh, bridge too far. Fuck, you just said bridge too far. Uh, 
that was made to be an anti-war film. I did. I watched a documentary on it, but how it came out and how people saw it was not, which was interesting. Like the only, like those movies are made to show the heroes in those moments, and it's because World War Two wasn't a controversial war of like of controversy of whether the United States needed to be in the war or not. You know, they they needed to be in the war, or crap, or bad crap was going to happen to the rest of the world. Um, Vietnam. Well, one one other thing, I I'm sure I don't know if you guys are have seen like Hamburger Hill or Born on the Fourth of July or yep. anything like that. It, well, those are those are all those those movies. It, they're not making a movie to glorify. I, I don't think that any war movie is made to glorify war. Um, I think that like a movie like Hamburger Hill, for example, isn't, that is a very heroic war movie. It's a very good war movie. And as you guys know, we literally abandoned Hamburger Hill, like a month later, less than a month after we captured it. We just said, no, fuck it. Actually, it was, it was two, two weeks, two weeks after we captured that hill and we left. And then the Vietnamese just retook the hill without any contest. But Vietnam was decision after decision like that yeah there's it, no yeah. like it's there, you can't make a vietnam movie where it's like hey this is a happy story obviously it's a war movie it's not going to be a happy story but they you can't make a vietnam war m- movie where it's like hey this is a happy story every vietnam war movie is going to be about sacrifice it's going to be anti-war and it's going to be um almost like a, a poke at the government a yeah, poke yeah. at high, military high command, of like course, Apocalypse of course. Now, is a good example of that. Of course, um, unless you're tro- unless you're Tropic Thunder, but that's a whole different. <laughs> well, it, it, <laughs> I was actually going to talk about that. Tropic Thunder is a great example of why you wouldn't make a Vietnam movie that's all gung ho and a an action movie. It, Vietnam is a drama. And, and Tropic Thunder is a parody of that. Like, it's the exact opposite. It's a comedy. Um, Vietnam is a drama. Like, you can't make Vietnam anything more. There's tales of heroism and sacrifice, obviously, for sure. We've lost way too many Americans in Vietnam. We lost too many young thousand. people. Yeah, exactly. Yep. 56,000 were lost for something we shouldn't have been there fighting. I'm not going to get into that. Right. Um, I don't think yeah. we should on the podcast. No. I, I just want. I just no, want. I was can't. just. I was just just trying to make a point about you know what makes it okay for Vietnam video games to be all right, but something about like Six Days in Fusion for it to not be all right. And if, and and so, if and especially because when everybody's arguing right now is it strictly strictly on the fact of its controversialness. It's nothing. Nobody's ever. Nobody recently on Six Days of Pleasure has said anything about is it being recent, but everything about how it was a controversial war. Well, and I think how recent it is is the the issue. It's very recent controversy. I've lost family to that conflict. I've lost friends because of the the ongoing effects of that war people die there still right now there's a potential that an american is dead like actively being killed in that country yeah that, that, and... that that's the reason that it's it's a pro i don't want to say it's a problem i don't think it's a problem but that's the reason there's controversy it's actively happening 
hasn't stopped. For us, it fuck it. It is it is twenty years almost. It feels like uh, how, how many years have we been there since, since two thousand three, two thousand one, when we went to yeah. Afghanistan after after nine eleven. Two thousand three, yeah. So we we've we've been there for twenty years. That is for us here. That's our lifetime. That's a, that is for us. We look back. Oh, the, I was a kid then. That's it's for us in the grand scheme of things it's not a long time but for the people whose the parents whose son went over there and died or died there and died it's pretty fucking recent and that's that's where the controversy comes do well, i think it shouldn't be told or shouldn't be made absolutely not i think that they're doing the best thing they could do in telling the stories yeah, I think that it deserves to be heard and talked about, but there will be controversy because of the fact that we are still actively there. Yeah, like I, I learned a story recently about, ooh, 1919, about the, a sniper who went across buildings in the Battle of Fallujah, uh, and he just gathered intel then started dropping grenades under fire to save the lives of his, of, of his comrades and started pulling his men back once they finally got support and i didn't know about this story until fucking tiktok to be fair but yeah and i actually had to look it up just to be sure and i was like dang this no, is a story that, that no one stories, tells us about we we haven't had arma does have some weird loading animations for lazy for belt fed weapons. lazy animations let's just say uh, how it is it's they're lazy animations they didn't want to go through the process of trying to make that animation so they're just like here you go that, that minigun though is cool uh but yeah but yeah but back back to arma vietnam we went on a little game, bit of a tangent but the, this just, game looks amazing this mod, I mean, the mod looks amazing. It's, it's a blast. I, I'm very excited to play it with the group. I, I think that it's going to be something that, as a group, we can have a lot of fun with. Because we, I think this will be a way for us to let our tactics shine. I think that this is going to be a good story. It's going to be telling a story that is, I don't want to say unknown. Uh, There's been plenty of Vietnam stories that have been told. I'll be honest, I did not know but, two missiles were used in Vietnam. That's from first me knowing this um just wait till you see the plasma pistol <laughs> all right so, I, so assume, I assume that's a joke saying that this was not in uh vietnam and that no it was it, it, it absolutely was. was it is it is it is it's a fly-by-wire um uh, probably yeah no it, it's a fly-by-wire weapon system that's why that's how it's guided is the wire oh, yeah. um 72 first combat use I assume this is from the and I don't think because I don't think there's a reason for the United States to be willing this weapon, right? Oh, they were the M7 South Vietnam, and we the, use yeah, these were, absolutely. Yeah, we would we give use them these up and we use them up until um, the end of Vietnam. Yeah, I think we use them through Vietnam. It was this is oh, like you got to realize Vietnam was really not far away from World War Two. Got it. In the scheme it. of things, like we were. Hell, they were still using rations that were made in World War II. Uh, the 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 howitzer cannons, the the tank destroy the tank guns. Once we oh. were done using oh. them, we gave them to the 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 the, the South Vietnamese. The uh, ah, they had a long name. I can't remember the fuck. White phosphorus. 
Oh, jeez. Yep. Yeah, so they don't shy away from that either. Because that's something I was a little Arvin. bit concerned about. Like, there are weapons... What the... Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there are weapons that were used in Vietnam that are very controversial, and they didn't shy away from it at all. Mm-hmm. Well, it was this was a test ground from how our military developed today. This This transitioned from how... How we moved on to weapons platforms wise is what came to be uh our our modern military now available in the steam workshop homie it's on the store <laughs> yeah so but for arma uh, the only those the, the biggest thing was i couldn't play it i am more willing to play this because it's vietnam than i would be the modern modern stuff that they have because mm-hmm. honestly i didn't really care for them I'm just gonna let you guys know the modern stuff. By the way, it's fun. Is really good. Arma yeah. is a great game, yeah. and it's so versatile. I'm gonna have to get some of my old Arma crew together, and we'll run some scenarios for. I'm not downloading. I'll see if they want to run the scenarios not, for the graveyard crew. I'm not us. downloading every freaking mod pack in the game again. Because that's, oh, that's, that's that was the other thing. I, I, do I have to download every single mod pack just to play? That was the to biggest play, grief. To play this. Uh, no, no, all you have to no. do is install install the game. But okay. no, 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 I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Will we eventually probably move a little bit into okay. I had my Arma folder was like the game plus two hundred gigs of mods. Because because what every community makes you do is download every mod pack and they make it easy because they give you this WinWar file, this little WinWar freaking uh, zip zip file that contains every freaking because when I went when I was going to clean my computer up, I saw that I was subscribed to every freaking mod in the game. I was like, oh this is what all this freaking WinWar stuff is. They just want you to have access to every mod pack in the game so there's no limitations. Yeah, and the group was... I played with the group I played with, we only let we only made you have the mods that we actively used, and we regularly updated the list. So they're like, hey, if you don't use this, unsubscribe. Like if you're not using it somewhere else, unsubscribe from these mods, and gave you the list so that we didn't yeah, that was... have that problem because that I hated grief. that. That was my biggest grief about the whole thing was, I the game right now is almost done downloading as as we were playing. I was which is why I think my video quality has gone down a little bit. I was downloading Arma 3. I was, I wanted to tell you guys that right now. And I went, for surprisingly on Steam, it went really fucking fast. But, you know, that is that is pretty good. But when I deleted Arma the first time, it was 200 plus gigs. This game's only 90 gigs by itself with every DLC. I thought the game's only like 40 gigs by itself. Uh, well, with all the DLCs, it's it's a big game. Well, I know, but I'm, I'm saying by itself, the game by itself, it's only like forty gigs. Oh, I said by itself with all its DLCs. Yeah, it probably is. I I it's about ninety okay. gigs with everything. I think it's about forty or fifty gigs without it. Um, yeah, Apex, Apex on its own is like twenty gigs. Yeah, of I have assets. I have, I have the Apex. Apex is Apex is worth buying. Apex is cool because you can hunt dinosaurs, um, mm. if you want to. There's there's dinosaurs in the jungle. By the volcano, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I want um, I want to be able to play it. That, that was the that was the other thing. I just could never play the game. I just I had no one to play with. Uh, but for for this one, it looked interesting for the scenarios. It puts you in the jungle. Uh, but you said that you could play as the North Vietnamese in scenarios as well. So that you get you get to show the other side of that war, right? Yeah. 
Um, so there's a, a pretty cool scenario as a North Vietnamese. Um, as the North Vietnamese, you defend a village, and like it, you, there's a lot to this. This everything that we've got going on, like with Arma, you can make scenarios where you're civilians and you have to like escape, like a siege of your city, and you're being sieged on both ends of your city by two invading forces, and you have to get it out and not get caught in crossfire. Like it, it's pretty cool scenarios. Or uh, Arma is super versatile. I, it's one of the best simulator platforms, in my opinion, because it doesn't, it, it's, it does everything, but some things it doesn't do great. Like, Flight and Arma is kind of funny. Does, um, does it have joystick support? Yeah. Okay. Oh, what's the and, other thing? I'll... And wheel and pedal if you want to drive the cars. There's all sorts of interesting support for that game i actually use my uh my t-flight rudders for um a lot of stuff in arma because my t-flight i have forward back like this like if uh -huh. i slide my feet forward and back and then i have tilt forward as well if i tilt my feet forward it's a, a different command so um, yeah i yeah so real quick i think that we all can agree with that we arma with this with this new creator dlc is going to be fantastic to play we're all eager to play it um, I want to kind of use this as a moment to talk about what another game might have the possibility of being the next sandbox simulator, and a lot of people are saying that's going to be Squad. Okay. No. No. I don't see it. Squad has... A squad is very good at what it does, and they... Sh I'm afraid if they move into that direction... Well, now you listen. You know that right now, that there are plans in the work. Well, there's already an event set up from I think it's May 17th to May 18th or 19th. That every licensed squad server is gonna ha they're gonna be allowed to run whatever mods that they want on their on their servers. Yes. So they are opening up mod support more for their licensed servers right now, and. It's not like there's no such thing as PV, PVE servers or PVE mods and squad. Uh, they have they their exist, they have like they have like their squad Z's uh, one where you're fighting zombies stuff like that. So uh, you know, fighting against AI is a possibility for that game. What I'm saying is, is that, like I think that especially with how their vehicle mechanics work, because I love the vehicle mechanics of squad. I, I okay, you know what? Actually, if I think about it, the, the like I played the Starship Troopers mod and it was awesome. Yeah, I okay. love that. Okay, hold up. Let me let me stop you right there. I like to drive in squad, but l the fucking physics in driving in squad is the most fucking random shit ever. So if I can flip a fucking truck or whatever in Starship Troopers, I'm onto a onto a fucking bug. I'm all for it. Let me run. Let me run this past you. What if you can do that? The great the the last great tank battle. The United States Army versus the ninety one Easting, huh? The Battle of ninety one Easting, is that the one was where where the last uh, great tank battle between the, yeah. the Iraqi Army and yeah. the Americans? What if uh, you yeah, can run that simulation with arm with with squad? You're, you're uh, right. Um, I so would because like because I saw it. I saw Mordock post this video and and made me very curious. Like, could squad actually pull this off? Like, they have a great 
fob create they have a great fob system to the game for the game i love their armor play first of all i would love to run armor simulations all day long on that game i've said from before if squad wanted to they can go make a tank game if they want like if what do you guys want to do they can go make a tank game and it would be i i would play it all day because i love how the armor run, run, runs in that game and then also uh, using the game like it'd be easy for us too as a community to get people to go run simulations as a nine-man squad or something like that because there are uh sog uh like character skin uh mods that you can download for that game right now a uh, quick quick correction on my part it's battle 73 easting in 1991 okay. sorry yeah. uh, um oh my gosh i hate Okay, I'm looking for a game Blue Drake 42 was talking about the other day. And why all of his videos are titled the same thing, I swear to god. Blue Drake, I know you'll you'll never watch me. If the off chance you do, please use different titles. I'm try and put the name of the game in the title if you don't mind. Like this game looks amazing. Is this going to be the new squad? Will this be the new Arma? Like I so cryptic already mentioned like the star wars mods were are dope like i want to play it so bad i actually have it downloaded galactic contention is a ton of fun and it like galactic contention alone shows that the mod support for squad is a hundred percent there so yeah. i can never you're i can right. never no, find a right. fucking page to or i have never found a server on the community to play it every single time i've had issues trying to load into it the as of recently because of the seen... re well, go ahead have you seen 83? No. 83? I think that 83 has more potential to be Arma than... Or Arma or Squad, like Sandbox Simulator, has more potential to do that than Squad. This is the announcement right there. I'm going to show you that... I had no idea this game existed. Anti-matter? That's, this is Rising Storm. Devs. Oh, okay. Please, the little guy, they got an is this in, engine. Is this in 1983? That's why it's called 83. Ding, ding, ding. Defensive to defend our way of life. I just killed that guy. Oh, they yeah, oh. I wonder if that was the IRA. No, that was British. SAS. Oh. <laughs> so. The sound of disappointment in that one, too, was just like, I kind of want an IRA versus SES. Or versus that would be badass, actually. Yeah. We've done IRA missions in Arma. That's possible. The E10 just coming in. So it's a, a grand scale, a grand oh. scale sandbox war simulator. Where the Cold War actually said, fuck it, we're going at it. The cold, it, it's if the Cold War turns hot. That's cool. And it looks amazing. I'd, I'd play this. That, that's actually pretty neato. 
There's Look your the G wagon, saber. Models, bro. So there There's your G wagon. Land cruiser, what? I know it's a land cruiser, but he called a Russian back fucking March car G wagon. But for some reason, Tiger is absolutely G wagon. About it the past so, months, and man, um, man, did it make some huge progress. So, it's obviously very early. Since Wait, is 83 just a mod of so well, I'm Rising very Storm? Highly anticipating this game no, for this it's a new engine, a new game. Of Rising Storm like, this is Vietnam, new. Which is one of my favorite Everything Stokia about this is time. new. And this game this right looks here good. Looks this this like detail is good. This is... To try out. This looks like Russia? Is alpha as we speak, and every Are they around they want? Give me my M16A2. But still, from the look of it, this game is an amazing experience. And I can't really help the developers. Themselves. I know. Where's my it's E2? Going to expand so much into the Cold War. That's okay. Two stock. I no, wasn't. Uh, it was Black Ops Cold War. I, I, I don't know the difference between the A1 and A2. If we so. will have vehicles, applications we haven't seen in a game yet. I just like full auto on the M16. Before we go into the new details, so that is that is yeah. This is Cold War gone hot. Definitely uh, arms first Rising Storm. Rising Storm. You can see the Rising Storm like. More than 80 plus feeling players from online, it. It doesn't like it definitely. In the fact that it doesn't 80 work. players online. Anti-matter games. 83 pits too large. This is, I think this would be better than World War Three. These weapons are authentic to their real-world counterparts. All weapons were um, as players would expect in the real world, with systems such as ballistic modeling, penetration, real-world accurate recoil, and advanced weapon handling, it, putting the most iconic the weapons of the Cold War in your hands. <laughs> 83 will launch with two playable factions. NATO and the Warsaw Pact, which is the Soviet Union, basically. The faction choice will also affect playstyle and items attained in each match play. Oh, so it's NATO Meaning versus Warsaw. It, yeah, yeah. Factions, it's but they're gonna be adding more factions in and stuff. And also so, depending on the map you're I, this game also is completely self-funded. They're not doing any community funding yet. That's good. Well, from what they can so, give us quality-wise, that is that is impressive. See the silver yeah. dragon off. Yeah, like you can see, a lot of the stuff is still very early. Like this is, it's very early. That alpha. Seven, that's a crank. That was a crank. This is this is actually pre-alpha. This is before like most people get to play. Um, it looks beautiful. Yeah, this. I'm, I'm curious about their engine and what they use. It's their own engine, from my understanding. Yeah, they're developing uh, so, this. They're developing this from the ground up. Yeah, that's what um, I'm curious about. Like, yeah, it's their own engine, but they must have had a start somewhere that they they were able to improve upon to make it look this fucking good. Is well, that, Rising wait, Storm. That M, that's an M240. Yeah, well, uh, 80, 83. That's an M240. That's an M240 right there. When did that get produced? I I don't know when. When did the M240? I'm just looking up the M240. Uh, it was 1977. The M240 okay, Bravo came out in 1977. Dang, that's an old gun. I would not have thought that. I thought that was a much newer firearm. No wonder they're trying yeah. to phase those things out. That thing is ancient. If it works, it works. And but it's ancient and it's expensive. That's the other thing. And it's heavy. Yep. So looks very good. Looks very beautiful. Um, we don't have a ton of news about it, but it's a sandbox army game that looks really good. I, I'm interested in it. Um, news. 
I think this is the time we talk about the news. Saber, lead us in on that. All right, so as many of you guys know that, uh, well, I don't know how many people actually know, but uh, Fortnite a while ago uh, was kicked off of, of uh, the Apple Game Store. So iOS uh, users uh, were not have not been able to play Fortnite on their mobile devices for a while now. And which I'm okay with. When uh, basically what it was is that if Epic was upset with basically what their payouts were, what payouts they were getting from microtransactions and how much Apple was taking from said microtransactions. Uh, I that's as far as I know. I know Josh, you've been looking a lot more into it. You can describe it a lot more. Yeah. So as as I've read, uh, this is this is early stage. Apple versus Epic, because they're still in preliminaries, from what I know. Uh, or if they're out of preliminaries, going into first phases of a case in court. Apple, when Apple removed Epic, it was because Apple was uh, monopolizing their store. That's that's what's being accused. So these are as an antitrust case between between Epic and and Apple, and it was due to the fact of in-app purchases. Uh, as we learned later on, uh, they were trying to give them a tax on Apple fee on fees and stuff, which is fine. They're they're using they're using their platform to to go to their phones to for their users to get. So they're making their profits seventy percent, while thirty percent goes to Apple. Epic is saying they were kicked off because a lot of the profits wasn't going one hundred percent them. They wanted. Seaford, welcome to the stream. How are you? Yeah, they wanted. Uh, I think the reason was Epic wanted one hundred percent of the profits, which wasn't fair. Or eighty percent more profits, eighty percent of the profits, and it was really hurting their uh, their profitability on there. Well, as as we learned later on, Epic was Epic is now actually in financially red. So, which is if you hate Fortnite and you hate their story and you hate their practices, good for them. Uh, if you don't, well, they are showing they're showing ready cracks in their company. Uh, as we learned, they are by 2027. The 2027, they are projected to lose 753 million dollars, a lot of money, uh, and this is due to the fact that they're giving away free games. They are trying to, they're trying whatever they can. Twelve, they're giving 12 percent profit to developers if they sell on their platform. They, they're doing whatever they can to make it so that the consumer goes to them, uh, which they had a seven percent rise because of the free games. Uh, Sadly, I was one of them, but that's because I wanted certain games that wasn't offered on Steam. Steam. They also compared Steam and Apple's that they were only giving 30% of profit to developers. So this was another thing to bring consumers to them. We're like, hey, we are uh, or 30% uh, charged to developers. So we're like, hey, we're giving them less um, of a charge so they make more profit on their games so they can sell on our store. Uh as of now, that's basically what I know uh, from what I've read, that the Epix is losing money. They are charging less to run stuff on their store, and Apple is basically monopolizing their store mm. so that they can they can do whatever the hell they want, and this is what brought on the lawsuit comparatively to other stores. Um, and profitability-wise... They are losing money from the PlayStation Store. They're losing money from the Microsoft Store, and they're losing money from the Nintendo Store from the fees that they have to pay so they can run their game on their platform. This is also showing. Hey, can you slow down a little bit? Yeah. So sorry, you're talking very so, fast. So long story short, sorry. basically, Epic 
is losing a ton of money because they pay for a bunch of licenses to give away these games for free on their Epic Store. If you guys haven't ever heard about Epic doing free game giveaways, where have you been and be hiding underneath the rock? On top of that, they run a free game that they make every bit of the profit from microtransactions, and they were basically in the, they were demanding more profit from uh, Apple for their microtransactions, and Apple said, no. Actually, the opposite. Apple, Apple was trying to increase their profitability from the game through in-app purchases. Hmm. So they were trying to raise their fee from 30% to, I believe, 60 or 70%. And they have every right to do that. They, they're just basically trying to drive games off of their off of their game stores so that more people will start playing their iOS, Apple, their Apple arcade games. That Apple is trying to now become a gaming platform with their Apple, I think it's called Apple Arcade, I think is what it's called. Apple Arcade, yeah. yeah. It's not good. It's not good at all. Um, and on top of that, they, they also still have to pay fees. The, this is the other thing about free games that I did not realize until now. Each game to be running on each platform has to pay a fee to those platforms. Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, they're paying hundreds of millions of dollars so far from what they've paid and be paying in the future just so they can keep this game running on their service. So could so basically the practice of what Epic has been doing, uh, they're, they at the end, at least they are predicted to lose $750 million because of their free game giveaways and all the licenses they have to pay for other uh, platforms, correct? Yes. They, their partnerships with those game companies is not 100% absolute. They do not get a discount for running a free game on there. Comparatively to like stuff like War Thunder, World of Warships, they have games on those systems, but now I realize why they don't run on those Xboxes, PlayStations, Nintendo, I mean, now they're moving in slowly, like Warframe and War Thunder, but it's costing them money to do that. For you to play on a console and to play on a comparable to PC, it's it's cheaper to put it on PC than it would be to put it on a console because you have to pay to be on their services. Do we know how much money Epic made from Fortnite last year? Uh, I could look it up. Is uh, it public information? I, I have no idea. Uh, all I know is if Epic wins right now, this is what they're... Uh, it's a $2 trillion company. will could be forced to reshape its policies and include highly lucrative App Store, which has been targeted for growing pressure from Washington and the European Union. So this lawsuit is also being is also being pressured by the, the European Union and Washington, our government. So um, Fortnite, uh, according to IGN, I'll pull this article up as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Fortnite has made nine billion dollars in two years. Holy! Oh, that's a lot of money. Let's take a moment that's to a digest lot. how that's much a, fucking money that again, is. Again, remember, it's a free game. All of yeah. its money is made from microtransactions, and it made nine billion dollars in two years from microtransactions. They are a twenty-nine billion dollar company. So Fortnite, because. Epic Game Store is not going to turn a profit. No, yeah. never. Fortnite is their money maker. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. so. so the Epic versus Apple, we'll, we'll go look at both of these articles, though. Um, I think we've given a decent overview. But the, the reason this is such... Oh, go, well, no, do you think that there's more to talk about? I'm sorry. Uh, I gave you one from the article I'm writing. This is from NPR. 
Uh, this is more of detailed stuff. From what I would assume, I'm, I'm not a big fan of reading IGN, nor do I like the ads that they give me. So, are you talking about, I, the, are you talking about the secrecy article that they posted uh, yesterday? Yes, I do not like IGN's article stuff, even though it's good, best for game news. But this one is a court case, so I like to go with NPR. Um, I'm not biased. So, so, another thing that's come out of these court cases is that apparently the courts are shocked at the secrecy that actually lies within the game industry. Yep. They are, and this is bringing a lot of business practices that a lot of people do not like into light uh, between both Apple and Epic. This is remember, this is this goes both ways. Epic Epic is taking a huge gamble right now, showing showing their cards and suing Apple. So, as this is this is this is why this is so big. I have the only other case that's developed with antitrust laws has been Disney. And I think what? Disney's still ongoing. <laughs> well, we're about to find that I'm, out right now. The U.S. versus Walt Disney Company in the 21st Century Fox. Um, no, final judgment was September 23rd and 2019. Yeah, I think this was this was so that they don't um, they can't buy the Marvel the Marvel characters to make it all one. This is when they were purchasing uh, 20th Century right. Fox. So yeah. this is this was the other one that was huge, but Disney won. Uh, and then they bought Fox, they they got the characters, and then they immediately sold Fox. That's what they wanted. I mean, that's that that's that's an unfathomable amount of money to purchase something just for. Yeah, they bought Fox. They kept. Uh, I believe that's... they kept the Simpsons. They, were, they kept. They, uh, long, they kept the X. They looked at long term huh? investments. They looked at long term investments. That's exactly what they were looking at. They looked at what money could be brought in with the with the licenses that 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 Fox owns. Took those licenses and says, "All right, peace out, guys." Yeah, and the, as well as uh, they try to do this to Sony as well. They try to buy them out, which Sony refused. Upright oh, refused. Good for Sony. Yeah. Uh, Keep Spider Man on it. Honest, yeah, that's that's all it was. Sony is is gonna stand by Spider Man for as long as they can, which is good because they make a fuck ton of money off their their gaming sales, uh, despite the other things they sell. Um, but the other thing about this case is this is a big company going against another big company, but this big company, if they succeed will be able to help the smaller uh, development companies who like to sell their who like to put their games on on Apple uh, who do put their games on Android without having to pay as much will be able to to do so without spending billions of dollars in law and and case fees you be able to so, find... yeah no I think that this is going to be a good thing um I I really do this is this is uh, going to help the well potentially going to help the end consumer as well. This isn't just about like big court money. This is something, you know, that will affect you and me and Saber. I, I'm I'm sure you guys play something some game on your phone, right? Yeah, this is this Not is anymore. the reason this is the reason why PUBG I think was being taken off. Um also uh other news, I didn't know this was happening. The EU has also brought charges against Apple. This is this is global. Wow. 
Apple's being sued by by the EU because of why uh, antitrust laws. Okay. So this is this is antitrust case. This is this is both in the United States and the European Union. Um. Uh, so. So our this... our people. So basically, our, basically, our government is just upset that um that Apple's not making it a more open market for people to run to run to run their games on. Is that essentially what's going on? Yes, that's that's all. It is. They're monopolizing their own system so that people with Apple iPhones, <clears throat> me, um, aren't allowed to play any game they like to play, uh, and they're charging absurd fees for you to even do so. Eight, close to eighty percent, seventy sixty. It was the the actual number is close to eighty percent, is the amount of charges that you have to pay to Apple for you to run a game on their platform. And that, and then you only make twenty percent profit. They're making that, majority profit on your game, just to run it on their service. I don't agree with that. It's in the same way that I don't agree with Twitch taking half my money. Yeah, um, it's not like really exactly if there was, open, it's not an open free market, you know. It's, right. It's a private company that allows you to run private uh, uh, services onto their private phones, which they have a monopoly over. Apple is Apple it created, private though? Um, is it private? I own the reason I own an Android is because I can do anything I want to on my phone. Yeah. If I want to, if I want to delete Android and build an operating system for this phone, I could. Do I know how? I couldn't. Somebody else could. Um, Apple, I. Uh, it's a little harder. Their their phones have a lot of locks. That well, no, no. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I own an Android because of the suppression that apple puts upon its users yeah i it, you you don't have a product that i have paid for i don't have the authority to um repair it for example if i break my iphone if i break this which i actually did i have to replace the screen um if i break this i can repair my phone and it does not affect it i can yeah. get the parts Samsung will sell me the part. Uh, Apple will not. You would Apple have to will to, not. You have to go to they a don't give you the area. right to repair. They don't give you the right to understand what's going on with the phone. Mm-hmm. I see Apple phones all day long that are all full of all sorts of problems, but you can't fix it, and Apple won't tell you how or why it's happening. It just, sorry, your phone freezes all the time. Yeah, I. so, okay, so let me, I have an, uh, uh, a 12 Pro Max, uh, there was two reasons for it. I had a, I was switching phone companies, and they were giving me an upgrade if I traded in my old phone as long as I paid it off. And the other reason was I've having issues, and this is a big issue that has been coming up with a lot of iPhones. Is their own fucking charging port is even if you put it in your pocket. I keep I try to keep my phone clean. If you plug your fucking charger in, uh, it it loosens the bolt that keeps the damn thing so you can charge your phone inside and you cannot fix it yourself i have tried to clean it like get the dust out of there whatever you can once that's in there you can't clean it you have to go to uh, apple itself and th- and if you have fucking ins- if you have your uh your uh warranty on it they'll give it to you for free if not it's a stupid charge that i did not pay for i traded my fucking phone away so i get a new one and i got apple care on it because I didn't want to trade my phone in. I actually liked my my eleven, but but like, 
that despite the fact that I had to trade in my phone so I can get something that fucking worked and to make sure I get their stupid Apple Care just so I can make sure my phone works for the next two years. And here's the thing though, is that Apple Apple's not and, gonna get no, Apple will not be affected by this anyway, shape or form. If anything, Epic's gonna lose more than anything anything else in all this. Cause Apple's been fighting court cases on the monopoly of their freaking products for decades. This 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 is true. But this is the first time they're being sued by not just the American, uh, by someone in the United States and the European Union. They're being double teamed at the same time. They're being sued by someone in China. Epic Games is China, bro. It's not the U.S. Well, no, they're they're they're. they're Epic, Epic Games is not the U.S. I uh, know. Epic Games is suing them in the United States, and they're being sued in the European Union. The the case is not okay. from China. Yes, the case yes, is yes, in the yes, United yes. States. So. But yes, they are being sued by someone in China, even though I was reading something that said their company's in North Dakota for some reason. But I don't believe that. Since um, the thing is, the way I see how Apple handles their legal cases, they'll fight it, and if they win, they win, and they'll pay money. And But they have money to pay off any type of fine they need to pay off to keep doing what they want to do. Like the whole thing with the iPhone 6 freaking batteries. I think that I think basically what happened, the end result is that, that, everybody, that everybody that was an iPhone 6 user who was affected by that was got like 20 bucks. Yeah, I got twenty bucks from it. Like, That's not um, okay. No, uh, and it's I, it's forty percent owned by Tencent, which is a Chinese game development company. I I I wanna I wanna go talk to my mother who who's who's she works for a lawyer who is a corporate lawyer. And I kind of want to ask him about this stuff, but at the same time, this this I, is like I would love to get our copyright lawyer friend back in here if we ever decide to swing back in here. Good. Yeah, that but. Just, just so I can get an idea of what the hell is going on, because this is a lot of information that I do not understand. How, I want to know like the secrets that were revealed in these court cases that court that courts just didn't know about. Like I want to know like what is shocking the, the United States government so, right now. So Epic versus Apple shows the courts were not prepared for the game industry's obsessive secrecy. This nope. is an article by Rebecca Valentine, who I have no idea who she is. Um. IGN reporter. She's, she's an IGN reporter. Talks about. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I feel like I, I've never. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, the one, the one I'm reading says the same thing too. Like the, they weren't prepared for this case. It, it's only the second day of the Apple of Epic and Apple going head to head in courts, and it's already clear that the United States court system was not prepared for the cocktail of a high-profile case centered around the in, an industry that is secretive, often to the point of absurdity. Add in struggles with COVID-19 precautions and call in, call in and a call-in audience of rowdy gamers, and this trial is shaping up to be very interesting indeed. Wait, are they calling gamers? Are they, do they have, like, a call line for this? That's a I terrible have, idea. I have no idea. Uh, they, um, might, they might present it. They might present gamers as, a, as one thing, which is stupid. Why not just call them gamers? But this is just so that they can reflect... On the on the saber, drop the Spotify and Apple links. Oh, absolutely. Reflect on the, uh, the later in the trial, so they have to keep bringing it up when explaining what it is. Um. Yeah. No. So it, it's it's ridiculous. The video game industry is obviously shrouded in secrecy. Um. Yeah. As we are all very well aware. Uh. So. To generalize a bit, exhibits sub submitted as evidence in court are usually a matter of public record unless the document is sealed. 
meaning it is only visible to a select group of people in court to whom it is relevant. Yeah. This might be for a number of reasons. In the case of Epic versus Apple, it's a matter of concern because a lot of the evidence includes internal documents from video game companies that might reference trade secrets, unannounced oh. projects, and so forth. Oh, that is that, that those are secrets that cannot oh. be revealed. Also, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense because that is that is um, billions, billions of dollars worth. Well, of it 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 causes a lot of issues. Yeah, oh, dude, is I actually, I actually, I want to watch this live because you know someone's gonna slip up. There's gonna be a game. You know someone's or... gonna slip up. That, that, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's why <laughs> the U.S. Song. government announced announces the new. Um, Fortnite 2 electric boogaloo like <laughs> dude that, so, but, I didn't I think, think about I think that's, that I think that's why they're only allowing reporters to to sit inside they're not allowing it film wise it's unclear well dude if a reporter sits inside they're recording that with their audio device and they're going to absolutely use that as um oh yeah but they're not they're not filming it which is the other thing but yeah they will use it and we'll be able to hear it live we're like what electric boogaloo 1984 fucking fortnite apple's parody video short what the fuck i don't know what that is but that i just see at the bottom um oh that video is it's an apple commercial fortnite released it um so yeah effectively uh all of the secrecy about like the projects and stuff they, wow, this is going to be kind of hard for Apple. Because yeah. I guarantee you Epic knows things about Apple's new products. This is going to be hard for Epic because Apple's they don't, wanna, they don't, they don't want to announce anything. No. This is interesting. This, this, this is a very intricate case of backwards, backwards dealings that they're going to have to tell the court. If they don't, they're gonna be, there's going to be bigger consequences... And if they do win, Apple has the right to counter uh, to resue them to the point where if this is if they keep suing each other, this can become a Supreme Court case where if if anything, they will the Supreme Court has to settle like this is just the first case. This is the first case of of many that will come because there's a lot a lot of these times they will always go back and sue each other. If this goes to the Supreme Court, this has become an actual law that that they have to decide upon and say that in these video games one way or another who has the right to charge and who has the right to charge how much there's no set fee they have as of now apple has the right to charge however fucking money they want and and who and who gives them that choice this might change the face of of launcher sites like this might change how steam how valve runs steam this might change how uh freaking like you plays run how origins run how a lot of these different platforms are going to run from here well, on out well the difference is between you play and origin and steam is that you play sells their uh compared to when they they sell their own games yeah, they sell, their own they sell games. some which gives them a hundred percent profit which is why i don't mind buying games on their store how i'm like Ooh, do you know what i'm wondering how this which which app will affect them this will affect the most is this, freaking game pass uh game passes I, I don't i don't think it would affect game pass how is that gonna affect game pass it, at depend, all? it depends how they proceed with how you know licensing on like uh plat on these type of platforms will work 
Well, they're just charging them a fee. They're not that's... selling. They're not selling the uh, Microsoft pays these game companies. Yeah, they're they're paying. I, I understand. Are... I understand they paid the pay these game companies to have their game titles. I just don't know if like if anything from this will change anything of how that is run. The the only thing that I would assume be changing would be the amount of of fees that they these companies will have to pay so they can get that game on their platform. Um, the reason the reason why we digital games are a little bit more con uh, a little bit controversial for us as a consumer is that yes we have we can pay for that video game but we do not own the video game we actually, do not own a physical right to keep that ho game ho actually, hold on hold on pause what i need you guys to um read this okay. <laughs> aside from the secrecy problems the trial start had, has also been struggled with a number of more technical issues that nonetheless have been exacerbated by the fact that hundreds of gamers are interested in the proceedings. Yeah. Yesterday, the trial started late, in part because the court had to figure out how to mute the public call-in <laughs> line to stop random people I from calling it. and yelling at free Fortnite and other less appropriate things and playing Travis Scott music for everyone to hear. I freaking <laughs> love it. Yes. So go gamers, go get involved with this. I love it. I don't like well, Fortnite, it's, it's, but it's I gotta admit, even, it's not even to get involved with this. I know it's not getting involved with that. I think it's, like, it's just a bunch of old men who is, don't, <laughs> a bunch of old people that don't know what they're doing. This is a court case. This is a court case that they, these people have trained as lawyers as, as judges as, as, like they're legally trained their entire life they're not ready for this shit <laughs> they, they i don't call. think they expect the gamers to care i don't think they i, I free they... free fortnite everybody wait what do oh, travis scott song <laughs> Freaking sicko! I wonder how many I wonder how many times sicko mode was being played in the courtroom. I want to know bro, that now. Bro, imagine imagine Travis Scott makes a new song that's called Free Fortnite, and then they just start playing that fucking song. Someone buys a damn loudspeaker truck and goes outside the court and just start playing that it's song. Because I, I know imagine people will the do that. Court's walls are pretty goddamn soundproof. I don't oh, think it will matter. Man. No, it doesn't it. matter if they're soundproof. Those lawyers will still have to exit the building. I love it. <laughs> I love um, it. Well, so the thing about this is it's it's a bunch of internet trolls with this is it's the people interested in this are people in business. Gamers and trolls. Yeah. Well, like now, so, that, so actually, the, the actually big three. I take back. Wait, I take back my statement about Game Pass, but actually of how um xbox xbox store and the playstation market will function after all this yeah so i'm gonna look up the fees that because uh, right now console gaming is very big in digital downloads there's con there's digital only consoles that are made today now because of the digital market how in like how will this affect like how, how like after this if court decisions decide that that apple can charge whatever they want for people to pay them to sell their games online, what will what will happen to you know what's Xbox going to do? Are they going to start raising their raising their costs? Are, is PlayStation going to start raising their costs? You know, are is it going to be going back to now the days of getting a physical copy because it's just not worth it to game developers to sell their games digitally online, especially when there's the risk of return from physical copies. 
Well, yeah, I mean, um, no, this is going to absolutely change. Uh, this is going to change a lot. I mean, it, it's going to give developers more leeway in, in maybe negotiations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it'll help. I don't think it'll hurt. No, it would help. Um, so... uh, it'll help us as consumers. I don't give a fuck about big companies. Fuck them. They make more than enough money. Me as a consumer, every way that I can um, get access to more media, I'm not upset. You know what yes. I mean? So so for Xbox, um, it's still saying at 70-30. So 70% of the, of the developer getting profit for games. This is specifically games. Mm-hmm. And 30%... To to the develop to Xbox to run it on their service to sell mm-hmm. it on their store whatever, um, app stuff that's different but that that's what I would assume. Uh, I, I I forget the word where where affects every company, um, but company companies wide that they do so Sony Xbox they just do 70 seventy percent you get profit thirty percent us. Because you're selling on our platform, you're running on our on our services. That that's fair. Comparatively to Apple, they don't want to do that. They they're trying to change the norm to make to make profit for their shit, so that people, uh, stupid people like me who buy an Apple phone, uh, would can only play certain games that get them fucked. You gentlemen and, keep talking. I'll be yeah. Right so, I. As a consumer, this 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 brings more of an of an enlightenment to me, because it allows me to purchase more games or purchase on whatever platform I want to do, and know that the money that it goes to goes to the developers I'm supporting or playing their fucking platform or whatever. I don't play Fortnite. I don't give a fuck about Fortnite. But this this does bring the question is us as consumers is is this is probably the best thing for us too. In a way, yeah, I can see that happening um, because, you know, it just puts more control on the market and also, you know, could just open up the doorways for people just to sell games wherever they want to. Well, these companies still have to make a profit. Like, we can't say that Steam can stay profitable and open game, uh, keep selling games at 0%. Right. They have to make something. Um which because, then, it can, then it, can, it could equal the increased cost of games as well. That's the other thing. Yeah, too. that that's the other thing is, if Apple wins, let, let's put uh, this is a hypothetical. If Apple wins and they're said that they can charge wherever the fuck they want on their platform, mm-hmm. the only problem I can see is that games will be more expensive, and just so that developers can make a profit. Right. Uh. And that's going to hurt us as a consumer. And I don't. And I don't. If that happens, I don't see any other way that a company can go and sue this. That's why I said there will be counter suits and and stuff like that. Well, this will have. Like the issue, the other issue I see with it though is that you can also just go to every, almost every major developer out there has like where I like honestly the biggest risk I see this happening to is indie developers. So like, what happens to you know you know like like what's the split on Valve you know with like seventy thirty huh seventy it's seventy thirty so that's, that's right that's... now right now Squad who already charges a pretty high amount for you know fifty dollars yeah fifty dollars for their game uh 
you're getting seventy percent profit from all those sales, all, from all those sales. And let's say that this case goes through, and Valve wants to get greedy, you know, and Valve is the home of indie developers. What happens? To they will That's the other it, thing too. Is you know you can say that won't. because they have such a home for indie developers, but that risk will always be there. That they Valve, can Valve for years was the only place, the only place to host a game. Yeah. And no, they what, didn't. What, what we're saying is Valve uh, has integrity. They Valve yeah. as a company has integrity in the video game industry when a lot of companies don't. Yeah. No, what what we're trying to say is if Apple wins this case, this is why uh this is what we're bringing up so you know what we're trying to say. If Apple wins this case, this gives the precedent that these companies to run games on their service, they can charge whatever they want. And they can do whatever they want because it's their service. So if if Valve as uh, hypothetically wants to charge seventy percent, and thirty percent of that goes to the developers, then there's nothing the developers can do, and all they can do is just upmark their game so they can make a profit, which will hurt us as a consumer. Yes, Valve has integrity that is that is shown, but that's just a hypothetical that could happen if Apple wins. Now, of course, the other on the other end of it too, though, is that. Almost every major game company has its own launcher now. You can buy... I, but I don't want that. No. <laughs> I know you don't want I, that. I don't... You want everything to be streamlined through one source, of course. Everybody everybody would like to just buy their games from one source. But, I mean, heck, right now you right now you can't go to Steam and buy, like, Call of Duty Cold... Can you buy Call of Duty Cold War on Steam? No. You or no. Only, you, you can't. Only, you you can't. can only buy it on... Is Battle.net? Is what's Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, Battle.net. Yeah. But Blizzard's. Uh, so... Starting from uh, Modern uh, Warfare, they moved away from Steam to since they purchased Battle.net, right? Or since uh, they purchased Blizzard. Cryptic. And by the way, the only reason why Apple is trying to upcharge is so that people don't sell their games to them. They don't want other people's games on their platform. They want pe- people with Apple to play Apple-developed games. Yeah. So, so Cryptic. They also the other problem is not just sell not selling to to Apple. It's this this case is so that Apple doesn't. Uh, they want Epic wants to make a profit. There's a lot of people. They've already shown that they got a loss because, well, not a huge loss, but a loss from the products they they got from not selling, not being able to sell their uh, V V bucks and whatever on their phone, uh, on phones. A lot of people have Apple fucking phones. I don't know if it's more than Android, but I know a lot of people do, and specifically children use their parents' phones or iPad and, or iPad or whatever. Uh, that's what their market's towards. And they got a lot of money from that, and this is tr- this is true. I mean, V Bucks is being sold to children. This is a children's game that I've only I see adults play, but not as much as kids. And if they're able to just maximize their profits and sell an Apple and pay the fee of thirty percent, uh, pay thirty percent fee, I think they're all for it. But charging eighty percent fee on that—that's their issue. That's see. why they removed it. Nuke, I, I believe the Nuke brought up a statistic saying that Android, Android is the majority, and that's a hundred percent true, uh, because yeah. Android is the phone of the majority. Where oh yeah, it is. It's, it's open source. Anyone yeah. can make an Android phone. Yeah, and but the the other issue is, Epix doesn't see seventy two percent; they see a twenty six percent loss. Um, they want a hundred percent profit because they're a company. That's the other thing is. So. Yeah. So, okay. 
I'm going to be real. None of us are qualified to talk about no, none the, of us are not. the no, financial no, of this. So my dad texted me when I got up from the bathroom. Check your email, you stupid motherfucker. Uh-oh. <laughs> what did we get wrong? We didn't get anything wrong. It's what we didn't know happened today, Saber. What, what happened? happened today? A big Battlefield leak. What? What? This is the Battlefield 6 trailer audio. And it is confirmed that Who this is this is, is actually the beautiful person in EA. Who is this beautiful person in EA, EA leaking everything? I, I want to kiss you on the mouth. Gotta listen to this. Guys, shut the fuck up. I yeah. humbly request you say not a goddamn word. This is my first time listening. Pooter, if you troll me right now, I'm not talking to you ever again. Never gonna give you up. That's a jet. Shut the fuck up. That's a rocket. That was a rocket. Uh, that, that was, was a rocket. rocket. That was there a was rocket. Jets, helicopters. Some guy talking about something. Let's run that from the top again. Hold on. Here's another 30 seconds of ASMR Battlefield fans. So there was so a massive Tom, base drop in there that oh. Tom Henderson, hold on, hold on. Tom Henderson, who is a known leaker, posted this yesterday. Posted this image and then a line from the audio. If they just call the game Battlefield, I will be happy. Is that an Osprey? That, no, I saw the I I've seen leaks. I've the seen loads There this is, is Ospreys the in the game. This is the that he tweet, he tweeted this yesterday and he he tweeted this and then a quote hold back which was said in that trailer yesterday yeah. he's been a known battlefield leaker he he's very like so yeah from what so so far leaks from the game 120 player servers based in the 2030s and ospreys would be the primary i would say ospreys would probably be the primary source of oh, military nice. transportation for the united states in the 2030s Holy. oh also, I heard a. I also heard a, right before the the big ass bass drop that hurt my ears. There was a train. <laughs> I it was a choo -choo I, train. Dude, I close. I, I can see close, it being next a time. Very next time, anyway. Next time, anyway. No, I don't want it too far in the future. Shut up. I a near future. Oh, like I think like a. a, a oh. I say I would say uh, like I would say Call of Duty Ghost type of future, honestly, eh. over like Black Ops Two or like. Oh, I, I see what you mean, like like a uh, like a World War Three type thing. Yeah, like we're getting now. Uh, also, Pooter, I like how you said "shut up." I don't want to hear you guys talk. And the first thing you say is that and that's a fighter jet. Talk. 
And I'm like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Well, <laughs> I heard a fighter jet, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> no, like you. Cl- next time, anybody, anybody in the chat. Next time you go listen to that audio, just close your eyes and listen to the audio. It's fucking ASMR, bro. That's that. This thing sounds fucking awesome, though. Just sound, sound wise, sounds fucking awesome. Yay, that we're actually gonna use the space force. So it's not It's a mech, I'm calling a shot nuke. <laughs> hey we're hey, so Pooter, um Battlefield. Dude, Battlefield, I, got, whatever. I got chills too, dude. Hold on, Battlefield whatever, uh Space Force confirmed. No, shut up. Yeah, everybody's making me upset now. See, what I like about this is uh you know that was released today. Dice, ha- ha- they have to act now because that means the audio being out there is somebody has that trailer. Yep. And if they don't release it, they will. Yep. So they, I think they, I think they're on the clock. They're 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 NFL draft right now. They're on the clock. They got ten minutes to release that video. Let's go. You guys are giving us a freaking holiday release. It is almost mid-May. Give us something. Saber needs to watch. I need a trailer for a good AAA shooter this year. I'm not going to get it from Activision. Give it to me, yay. Pod. Hey, hey, Saber. What? You're going to have a newborn. I know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're not going to have time, bro. And nobody got time for that. That's why I was like, I'm, that's why I'm trying to make you watch these shows before you're newborn. Which, by the way, that... watched, I watched a Bad Batch uh, last night. Oh, it was it was good, wasn't it? Was it was good. Very good. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it, Pooter, but it was good. I, I watched. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that after. We'll, we'll talk about it not tonight. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude. I... Okay, guys. Uh ba I think this is a good place to. I think this is a good place to end the stream Mm -hmm. um, and the podcast, guys. Yeah. I'm calling the trailer May 23rd for Battlefield. I need it earlier than that, Cryptic. Um, Guys, make sure you follow Saber. Make sure you follow myself. Um, You know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Saber's about to be a dad, guys. I think follow we follow Joshua R. Um, Saber, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, other than those two links right there, guys, if you guys uh, join on the tail end of this and want to catch our earlier conversations tonight, uh, the podcast will be posted later tonight on Apple and Spotify. So make sure you guys go check that out. Share it with all your friends. Download it, Subscribe. All the good stuff. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Wee. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Graveyard Crew podcast. If you'd like to catch the live recordings of these podcasts to watch our live reactions and watch the videos with us, please tune in to twitch.tv forward slash Smoker every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You guys have a good night, and thank you.